What's up, everyone? Welcome to the My Favorite Horror Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Ackerman. Uh, first off, I'd like to thank all of you for subscribing and listening to our show over the past five episodes. Uh, please spread the word. If you like what you're hearing, like, like what we're doing, uh, click like, subscribe, share all the clicks to inspire me to keep this thing going. I am enjoying it a lot, and um, it's kind of a, a nice thing to reconnect with all the people that I know uh, during this quarantine, and it, which is now coming to a close, hopefully. Uh, as someone who appreciates spreading knowledge, I hope you and your friends can gain in inspiration and information from what we're discussing. So, we have a great show for you today, and it's all about the often unsung heroes of filmmaking, the art department, the folks who mastermind cinematic world-building through color, decor, and design. We get to hear from three art department veterans on the details of their profession and how to navigate the industry through various skill sets that folks in the art department rely on. I myself spent a good 10 years of my career off and on in this department in various roles, mostly art directing and set decorating and budgeting and supervising the art crews. Uh, so I'm excited to talk to some of the guys that I've worked a lot with and learn a ton from. So before we get into it, uh, as a podcast listener, you can use the coupon code podcast at myfavorithorrormovie.com to get 20% off any of the signed books on our site. Or you can just go over to Amazon.com and pick up the books there. So let's start off with television and film graphic designer Joshua, Josh McEvitt. I almost said Joshua. Josh McEvitt on his latest. And then we'll jump into Matt Trotter and Chase Wright uh, for an enlightening conversation on film set design, TV set design, and all of the above in the art world. So let's get into it. It's the art department versus the world. All right, our first guest is a super talented graphic designer for film and television. His design work can be seen in props and set decorations for the horror film Bliss, uh, the Into the Dark Hulu film Puka, uh, Vita, the television show, the new Perry Mason show, and American Horror Story Cult, which is season seven, I think. He also designed the covers for all three of my favorite horror movie books and portrays our mascot, Uncle Krusty. His favorite movie, horror movie is A Nightmare on Elm Street. It's Josh McKevin. What's up, Josh? Hey, hey, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you, you staying alive? Uh, we're still kind of in quarantine, so yeah, I don't I'm know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if you've if you've ventured out into the world yet. I mean, it's starting. They're starting to loosen up these laws on us. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What have you been up to? Like, I mean, let's start from you know, like some of the general things you've been doing to stay keep creative. Oh boy. Um, so a few things. Um, I've been restoring this. Uh, I have to finish it. I just bought a sander the other day, so I can finish it. But I um, I'm restoring a vanity. Gab, my day, and um, I'm also uh, I've been working on some paintings. I started okay. storyboarding a short that I want to do, and um, what else? What else have I been doing? Oh, I've been I've been designing some T-shirts for a guy who's an actor who's got some characters he's done on a couple shows, like It's Sunny in Philadelphia. So I'm like doing some T-shirts for him because the character was kind of a a funny guy. So oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm staying busy. I, there's never been one point where I've been like dead 
Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I no. want to be back in normal society, but I mean, I'm I'm also very comfortable making my own stuff. So yeah, but yeah, money is nice have, too. So <laughs> to finally, yeah, the, to finally have time to 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 work uh, to work on your own stuff and focus on yeah the things you like to do and uh, make your dreams happen, or even your just your what's happening around the house and how to redesign your place and make you know you guys just moved into this. Uh, this new place then that you were living in right yeah we moved in and then on top of it we had a bunch of uh issues happen with the house um some plumbing issues and some uh, just infestation things so all all was it took us like maybe like three four months to actually go i think we're okay now so but then uh, all of this happened when it wait, when what we, kind of infestation who who was attacking there was insects we were getting all sorts of insects coming oh, up really? through, um I don't know if they had bug bombed in the nearby neighborhood or whatever, but they were coming up out of the sink in the kitchen. So, ah, uh, okay. And so, that is a horror film in itself, right there. Yes, it is. The the creepy crawl. Is it, so, uh, uh, cockroaches or ants or you don't yeah. want to say, yeah, <laughs> cockroaches. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's the the crazy thing. I mean, the wa- I guess the my guess is that the the water is not always flowing through the drain pipes. Uh, there's somewhere there's a hole open, and if it is flowing through, or if it's a horizontal, they can go up above the water level. Oh yeah, uh, and, and and walk upside down. I mean, that's my guess. I don't know the whole. Well, there's this whole theory like cockroaches it. will survive, uh, you know, a fallout. Yeah, They'll be the only species that'll be alive. <laughs> that Twinkies, you know. So um, they they will not survive my apartment. That's for damn sure. I'd get get them. Uh, eliminated very quickly spiders oh, yeah. i throw out i'm ha- i'm happy or i just i let them stay the spiders you know because they'll right get, they'll get i do that plugged. too so. yeah out, but i i'm a i'm pro spider so yeah um, yeah i just uh i had some some flies coming in from my drain pipe like little gnats or whatever recently oh yeah so uh i yeah i don't i i think maybe because there was something pl- plugged up in there and maybe they were laying eggs like a few feet down or something what they hatch yeah. within a day um, what's crazy I, ne- I never about them. i never washed my hands either so that's why then nothing there was no no water use going down you know <laughs> well never. the thing if you really i've i've been looking into this because i've been doing a lot of gardening actually too while we've been in quarantine and um if you use eucalyptus oil like essential oils like you can mm-hmm. get it at, like grocery stores like whole foods stuff like that you get uh, eucalyptus or um, ship, tea tree or what's the other one? A lot of them, like insects, are like, what the hell is that? So okay. I created a spray bottle uh, for my plants outside because I was starting to get these like little worms and like flies were starting to lay eggs on the um, all my squash out there. Uh-huh. But it like instantly kills the eggs and it's you can still eat you know, Eat it, whatever, right. and I have to worry about you know putting chemicals and shit all over it. Stuff. Oh, that's good. Um, t- t- can I say right. shit on here? You could say fuck shit, piss, goddamn it, damn, ball liquor, fuck old stink shit, yeah, bucket. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you worked on uh, American Horror Story mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago. This was the cult, uh, uh, the cult season. Yeah, uh, which I haven't uh, seen yet. Uh, but it's the only one probably closest 
rooted to reality. I mean, it's American Horror Story, but, um, you know, they all go to a a fantasy place of some sort, whether ghosts or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know. I think Freak Show was supernatural stuff. I think Freak Show was a base of reality, though, too. Yeah, and then there was a there is like a, this like ghosty character which I I believe is based off a real uh, guy. It was like a guy who like I think it was like you don't perform on Halloween or something in that season, and okay. because if you do, he'll come for you. And it was like a guy. Um, it's a guy from American Beauty. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Wes. Well, yeah, yeah, Wes. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, Wes something. Um, Wes Craven. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, he had like a face on one side and a face on this side. Okay. And I think that was the only real supernatural aspect of the show. Okay. Like he takes away the, the lady at the end of the season. Um, and, what, and what was your uh, – what? so what were the duties that you had? Like what were the things you were designing for the show? Um, seven um, – so anything like – you know, if this was a set, I might have designed maybe this thing back here, this this arcade, like we would call those skins that I would have might have designed that. I might have if this was a called out thing and maybe it wasn't a set dressing thing and maybe they were like, we want a Spider-Man thing. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I would have designed that board game thing or maybe the poster, you know, yeah. just to put our flavor into it to make it more specifically ours rather than going out renting something at a prop house and then uh you know it's like you want to give personality to the thing that you're defining you know it's like if you're doing a horror you know like one of my favorite things i always see in horror films are like where somebody's like i put my favorite horror movie poster on the wall like you always saw in every 80s oh yeah horror film evil dead 2 was always a a movie poster on the wall or texas chainsaw or the, yeah, Wes Craven, or uh, yeah. you know, they were always trading off like from between him and Toby Hooper. They were always putting their own posters on each other's walls, and yeah, uh, that's always great. great. Uh, uh, yeah, so so and and what is like some well, of the yeah, specific so anything things? That's a sign, yeah. Anything that's a sign, anything that's a logo, uh, you know, I'll come up with whole branding things that you know, I have to come up with a whole campaign for something. <laughs> Sometimes it's like you got. 10 minutes to do it Mm -hmm. and you know there's companies that spend like six months developing a logo logo or brand or something and i'm doing it like you know just like and honestly some of the best stuff i've ever done has been in that like tiny window of going the director just called for this weird thing we want it now and you're like what you know and you're kind of like i hate you but uh, you're also coming up with some kind of good stuff too. So um, I feel I'm pretty quick on my feet, like shooting from the hip kind of response when it comes to that kind of um, quick turnaround. I don't like to work like that. I like to spend a little bit more time. You know, like the thing before I think um, streaming really became the new norm Mm-hmm. with studio you know when it was studios before you know the main studios before is you had more time to develop something like in a feature you had more time to you had more pre-pro time before you actually got to the point 
of where you're shooting. So you're like, okay, we can develop how this thing actually looks. Like maybe it's a character in the show who has a t-shirt that's very, you know, he has a t-shirt in the show and it's like, yeah. we want this to define who he is, whatever, throughout the show, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could be a thing like say afterwards, whoever is distributing the movies, like, you know, now we're going to mark this thing and it's going to hot topic and every kid's going to buy that shirt, you know? So, yeah. but, you know, streaming's made it harder um, and, and quicker turnaround with things. And I've also noticed construction budgets for building sets because that's my positions in the art department. So, you know, we're the world of what you're watching. So I always think of it like my positions, like the cherry on top to, you know, what I do in that world. It's like, mm-hmm. got your four walls, but Need something to where put am I? You know, it's like you're at the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is sort of a, a graphic designer kiss of death. Like the, the three things I think a lot of graphic designers don't like to do are police stations hospitals law offices because mm-hmm. they're all the same i mean you could probably throw in fire departments and all that yeah too. but it's like this if you're going to create signage for these places same thing you know it might just be like st john's street police department you know versus lapd or whatever you know yeah. um but i shouldn't i shouldn't completely like crap all over some of that stuff because when you're doing period work like I did when I worked on Perry Mason, we got, you know, I'm diving into the 1930s Los Angeles uh, okay. uh, police department. So, you you know, everything was hand done back then, um, whether it was like the painted on numbers painted, on yeah. the door or, you know, or to like Even sign painters. And, yeah. Yeah. Which sign painters are still a major thing in the industry, but I think, um, I think sometimes they go, well, we can have, it depends on what the designer wants and how mm-hmm. far camera is to it. Yeah. Like if it's deep background, but they still want it to look painterly, I might design it as a vinyl graphic and I'll send it off to a prop house, maybe Universal Sign Shop. I do a lot of work there. So I'll send it there. They'll cut it. You know, we'll have a PA pick it up, put it yeah. on set, and you can't tell the difference from far away so yeah I've, d- I've done a lot of design work too for various shows uh, as an art director uh just out of necessity like we ha- we didn't have the budget to bring in a-, a person like you to do it so i was like okay i gotta do it uh but yeah so it's the so it's either you hand paint a sign that's like the dentistry or whatever that goes on the wall up there but it depends on how close you are and how much texture you're gonna see uh, if you're gonna see, uh, if you're gonna see all the way up close to it, then you definitely, you know, you want to see the grit of the wood. You want to hand paint it on some old yeah. wood, uh, sand it down a little bit, de- degrade the paint afterwards, and then paint over that. You know, it might be another layer of paint underneath it, uh, or you just try to do it, a, a gra- you know, it, in a print, uh, mm-hmm. do it in the computer in Photoshop or however in in uh, Illustrator, and then uh, do that degradation that way. So and the texture I and the wood grain. A lot. Yeah, I work a lot in, in in Photoshop and Illustrator. Like I'm going back and forth between them constantly, and so even with like stuff like that, even I mean for Perry Mason, it's like I I was creating signage that was textured and had age and like you know it wasn't like overly aged to make it cheesy, but 
you have to sell it for the time period for what it's worth. So, you know, they would have, you know, uh, planers for wood weren't like they were back then. So, you know, mm. might have some grain coming through and like some texture. So I can design that stuff and it'll still read on camera as if it's like somebody hand painted this thing, you yeah, know? Okay. I, I, I can illustrate as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's always like an extra uh, kind of tool in my kit, you know, to kind of draw these things out and design them. So, yeah, um, yeah, I really like the work that I did on Perry Mason because first off, you know, period work is fun because I think that's kind of the magic of this industry is like getting to play in an era or, or, or something that's not tangible now, you know? So, yeah. uh, and it's fun that, to research that was, all that old stuff too, like the the way that yeah. they designed, or the lettering, the different kinds of fonts, and you know that's not often seen these days. Yeah, so going and back to that was kind hands-on. of done, like yeah. uh, letter pressing and newspapers to even like ads. They'd have a guy who was just like the illustrator on staff who was like, "Yeah, I'm drawing up this guy and this girl, you know, and three haircuts down on Central and whatever." So yeah. you know. I, all that stuff it was cool and you know you you don't you you know a lot of details they're never seen on camera usually um but i did some cool like some really cool props that i i'd love to share right now but i can't do it until it's like you know out and about all that fun stuff a new show that you can't talk about or a movie or show yeah, I, I start, well, there's that too, but uh, I've I've got um I've got a uh, um there's some work on Perry Mason specifically. I, I guess I keep talking about that one because I can talk about because you know there's a trailer out for it now and everything. But okay. um, there's in that particular you know teaser or trailer or whatever it is, um, they have this awesome courthouse that's like art deco from the 1920s and you know and it's pretty close to the time period because that you know that's when it was or whatever yeah and, um i got to do some really cool mural work yeah. in the, um in that and i'm really stoked about it to see what it looks like because i never i left the show to start another show so i didn't get to actually see the final product once it was up because they were still building the set on one of the stages when when um when i took off so i'm like uh, but you can kind of see it i can talk about it now because oh you left that show uh to yeah. go join another show yeah okay yeah, cause i was only going to be on that show for a little while and then um there was two graphic designers on it because it was like such a heavy workload and, uh it was it was a bigger art department we had a we had a researcher who specifically you know we could go to her and say hey i need information regarding you know um pizza shop you know whatever i don't know whatever okay there was no shops in but you know what i'm saying like or maybe movie posters from the 1920s and what they would have looked like that's good you had somebody to give you imagery to so you didn't have to do all that searching yeah we had two researchers in the beginning and then i think as it kind of progressed we had one and uh yeah it was fun that was a fun show um all right so i i I think oh go ahead I, i i just think like you know, period stuff was probably the, like the most giving because, uh, you know, when you're, 
when you're working as a graphic designer, like say you do stores or storefronts and there's always a scene where somebody goes into a store. It's weird, like in almost every period show. But you always are trying to look at the boxes in these places, you know, and you're trying to create the packaging for these things. You know, that we might order dummy boxes for things and just like skin them or have them ship to a prop warehouse and they'll print them out on different boxes if we give them the specific sizes and whatnot. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I just I love that stuff. It's great, you know. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna. I think it's time to bring in um, our 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 next guest. So uh, let's uh, press. Uh, let's stop and uh, bring him in. All right, it's time to bring in our next guest. Both are both super close friends who I've worked. I probably worked on set more uh, than with them than anybody in the past 15 years. Uh, first up, we have production designer and all around skilled art dog whose credits include Death House, the last two stalked by my doctor Lifetime movies that I uh, produced, uh, a ton of murder mystery shows on Investigation Discovery, and the upcoming horror film Dem Banger. His favorite horror movie is House of a Thousand Corpses. What's up, Chase Wright? Why, hello there, Ackerman. Thank hey. you for How are you doing? Good, man. And lastly but not leastly, it is a production designer. And our director, whose work can be seen on the TV series Heather's, Rim of the World, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, The Axe Murders of Velisca, and Nine Perfect Strangers, which is the upcoming show starring Nicole Kidman. His favorite horror movie is the original It. It's Matt Trotter. <laughs> what's up, Matt hey, Trotter? What's up, man? Hey. What's up, Ack? I know, it's funny. We're all trying to be all formal and shit, but we've, uh, <laughs> we've had too many beers together to be all formal. <laughs> and too many days on set. So, uh, yeah. So uh, let's start with that uh, with Trotter. You so say you were you were you guys were in pre-production on the show Nine Perfect Strangers, which is the 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 people that made uh, pre- a Big Little Lies, right? Yeah. And Correct. Nicole Kidman. Um, so uh, where did that leave off, and and where um, you in the middle of? I know you probably can't talk about details too much, but well, this is the book. This is the book right here. Okay. Um, Moriarty. Leanne Moriarty. Yep, and. Uh, she, uh, you know, writes really good stuff, and um, the script is incredible. Um, it's a, it's a murder mystery that takes place in a um a retreat, and basically, uh, I mean, it. I can't give much more than that, but it's yeah. it's a, it's a beautiful story. Um, People can look up the book and and and. And and find out what the story's about. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. Obviously, it's going to be good if it, if Big Little Eyes was that good. So. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I signed an NDA, so it yeah, is what it is. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can talk about any other any other production you want, man. Yeah. And if if <laughs> anybody doesn't know, that's the first on. thing. That's the first thing that we're uh are we're forced to write. Uh, anytime we walk into a new office or a new job, uh, they they have us uh, fill out an NDA, non disclosure agreement. Uh, that will state that uh, they can sue us for a million dollars or whatever if we yeah. talk about anything before the show comes out or the movie, uh, yeah. and, or things be- happening behind the scenes like budgets or that kind of stuff. So uh, it protects them. Uh, it doesn't protect you as much, but at least the show secrets are not going to come out due to somebody getting fired or you know that kind of thing. Yeah, so, but uh, I mean so- it, it's 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 I mean it's a great script. I mean it's I mean we've been lining up some really beautiful locations and you know it's going to be a great show it's going to be a fantastic show and you were on the paramount designer on that show 
Um, the designer um, is Robert Joseph. I know Robert. I just worked with him on Perry Mason. Oh, you did? Yeah, he's amazing. He's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. I I did Heather's with him. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah, so, he's good, folks. Uh, Ford Ford uh was the production designer, but I don't think he's coming back. So I think okay. it's gonna go to Robert. So like he's Sweet. he's gonna get, he's gonna be you know he was he was the um you know lead art director, and then I was I was the art director yeah. on it. So okay. I think I think that's what's going to happen. Okay, um, sweet. I can't say that for sure, but right, right, right. I mean, but hey, these things happen, right? Dude, I got yeah, you. yeah. But like, so, I mean, Robert, Robert, I did Heather's with. I did Rim of the World with. Like, I mean, he's uh, he's incredible, man. I talk to him every day. So okay, cool. Right on. Well, yeah. Josh says hi if you if you do talk to him. So I will, man. I will. He's a good so, guy, dude. And so, where'd you guys leave off with in the quarantine? issues happened um well when everything happened um it was kind of like you know there was like signs posted all around they were like you know just wash your hands and this and that and and i think you know you know one person in the uh construction department got sick okay and then they just shut everything down you guys were building sets and and how oh, far yeah. away you were oh. how far away from shooting? Um, we were a little, we were a little ways away. Still a month or two. Was was the person? Did they have COVID nineteen? Is that what it was? I don't know if they did or not. I mean, it wasn't disclosed. But like you know, like the the whole construction department was kicking ass. I mean, they're yeah. they're brilliant people. I mean, they're all. I mean, Robert yanked everybody that he knew that was awesome. And cool and threw them on this one and it's it's great so um, who was the but, construction coordinator on on that um god what is his name um i can't remember his name right now right, so so chase um <laughs> brian, sorry, yeah, yeah. no it's brian turk brian turk brian turk okay. brian turk yeah. Uh, so Chase, uh, I like your black lair. I've never been in there. If I did, I would probably end up uh, trapped in the closet or something as yeah, a victim, with, with right? The, yeah, <laughs> the gimps are uh, chained up in the closet <laughs> now, it, so that they don't escape. Yeah, if 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 the listener is not uh, actually it, not watching the video of this, Chase has a really pimp ass of dark black evil lair. It's all painted black it and de decorated <laughs> black. I think you have a white living room, right? Is it all white? Well, thank you. The The living room, we just actually, during the quarantine, got really bored. So, painted one of the walls black and then um, <laughs> installed uh, a fastened, uh, beautiful curio cabinet that I got from uh, Mystic Museum. Uh, oh. Bolted that to the wall and uh, stuffed, you know, filled it with all my skulls and, you know, all oh. the skulls that couldn't fit in the <laughs> curio cabinet are all on my new black wall downstairs. And you know, I feel like we should have Kendall Long on this on this call as well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our old friend Kendall. Back. Yeah, she she was big into taxidermy, but I'm more into bones and uh, yeah. just whole house littered with skulls. Yeah. So oh, so is that what you've been doing? Like redecorating? How, how have you been staying sane? Oh yeah, staying sane. Uh, you know, doing a lot of. Um, you know, renovations around the house, working, painting, you know, there's tons of little art projects to do. I always do um, um, a bunch of wax and metal sculptures, you know, mm -hmm. to pass the time. And then, of course, you got good old uh, beer. 
to help pass the time. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I would assume now, uh, now that you're home a lot more, you have much more time to like to spend quality time with all the victims you have trapped in the closet. Yeah, exactly. You know, you need a little TLC. The the thing with uh, Stockholm syndrome is that you have to give them a little bit of negative. <laughs> you can't just lock them in your closet and walk away. You have to give them a good slap every now and then, and then they tell they cling to you. Okay, that's good. It's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, it's, it's it's good for them. I'm I'm glad to spend time with my, uh, you know, family. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it turned dark. So all all of us. Have, so uh, all of I'm us. Not, have, not, uh, I mean, it's it's not strange to me. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not to me. But all of us have worked in the art department. You know, so Trotter and I have uh, we've worked for about 15 years on and off together. Chase uh, joined us in 2014, and we've worked with yep. him ever since. Um, and Josh, I've I've only worked with you on the books and maybe here and there, just little dicking around stuff. Yeah. But we'll, eventually, yeah. we'll we'll I do some wanna, bigger projects just, besides our books. I just uh, want to chime in. I forced Chris Ackerman to work with me, and made, yeah. I made him my art director on a lot of projects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> especially. I, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Did you sure. guys start out on on uh, Jay Leno together? Did you guys meet on, on Leno? We didn't we, quite meet on Leno. No. No, we didn't. no, we met through the production designer, Jay, the Tonight Show, because I was okay. working on a movie and I needed a production designer for that movie. And I needed somebody uh, new to the industry that because we couldn't pay any of the people back then uh, on that movie. Uh, and so uh, he was like, yeah, I got this uh, this new guy. He really wants to do, you know, uh, work in film. So and then that's how he and I met. And then mm -hmm. after that movie, uh, Trotter was like. Oh, okay. I'm gonna be joining this next movie. I got another job. Uh, we need a lead man. I'm like, what's a lead man? And he was like, oh, it's a, somebody who drives a truck and takes care of the props and like they make sure that they're all back to the prop houses on schedule and all that and to the right uh, location. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, I can do that. So based on from that point on, he and I <laughs> worked together. You know, a shitload. A lot. We worked it's probably on been a, a lot few years of, since we, we have him. Yeah. But we worked on a lot of projects together. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And so now Chase and I have done probably uh, 12, 15 movies together, like features. Yeah, right. I, My I, doctor I, touched me one through 15. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think the one project that we we spent that Chase and and Chris and I spent the most time on on was Sex Sent Me to the ER. Yeah, oh, God, oh okay. Twenty-five episodes of uh, TLC's Sex Sent Me to the ER. Yeah. <laughs> if it you was, want to know what it's about, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. An, enti an entire year of working together over the span of two years. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Did any of you? So I think Christian told me he used to do cameos on that show from time to time, right? Did you tell me that once? No. Did you popped up no. in the background or something? No, I I would always avoid it. They uh, always asked me, and I said nope. I'm not gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I but I had. But that's where I was. I was doing graphic design a lot for it. I was art directing and graphic designing. We did. We did everything. Everybody did yeah. everything. Everybody did everything. I was shopping for props and you know thrift stores. It was you know low yeah. budget, but we, you know, we we had a lot of fun and you know we shot. We were off two days. We well, we were prepping two days and we would shoot for three days. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and we had those, to do like as we'd be completely alone as well. Like yeah, yeah, nobody on set. Yeah, yeah, we had a f eight 
eight building complex up in Altadena for this show. And so there were five of us art department and nobody would show up on those two days off. So we would just uh, we would have to decorate probably 10 to 12 uh, sets per sh- per episode per week yeah uh, for three different segments three different stories of people fu- you know fucking and getting injured <laughs> and then they would have to go to the hospital and we had a hospital set up and so we would just paint the hospital one color each week and then they would split those three episodes into in those three segments into different episodes so uh, we would just paint, repaint the hospital or just change it over to another building every fucking week. Every it was a, week. It was and then all the places that they needed to fuck, all the places, all the living rooms, uh, all, you know, we oh, just did a billion clubs. We had set, to do man. nightclubs, nightclubs in like, in yeah. like, you know, like tiny little rooms and country bars. Oh, Jesus. We did everything Great. in the same rooms, basically, of yeah. all these eight buildings. They what, all look the same. What was probably your guys's, um, like the the best of the best what was like the best set you got to do like something that was like crazy outlandish what do you for that my favorite specifically or uh, yeah maybe for that yeah show? for that for that show i i, I like the ballooners one there was, oh, there was these fun. <laughs> there were like really creepy people that like to shove balloons up there up there oh, oh i remember that one yeah and, and have sex with balloons and um I don't know. I just like I just kind of made it like a gothy uh, steampunk house that they lived in. You know, their their decor. We put some really nice fucking, you know, wallpaper on the walls and that kind of shit. Always the steampunkers with the yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd say my favorite one is we had to make a uh, video rental store, but it was like an adult video rental store. Oh, so hell yeah. Gym suits on the ceiling. We had fucking sex toys everywhere. Oh, yeah. so Ackerman made a whole hey, bunch of it, really You know what? Who had to get all the sex toys? This guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I went for some, too, myself. <laughs> and, I, and I, they may or may not have made it to set. Our set decorator, our set decorator, <laughs> our, our set decorator would not go out. Yeah. She would not. She would not go out to the, like everybody knew me by name in all like the sex like stores in the area. Yeah, well, I'm sure they did. <laughs> like, hey, Matt, what do you need this time? So, <laughs> like, so let's uh let's discuss uh figuring out how like some of the this this industry and how you guys have to deal with other people. Uh, Josh, let's let's start with you. Um, okay. Who who like who? Who gives you the biggest issues on sets? Unless you, you, can, you don't have to be recent, but we can talk about the past. Like, who who is the most difficult that you uh, that make your life harder? Um, producers, yeah, around rap, around rap time. Really? Oh, well, really? Here's the thing: you'll get towards the end of a season on a show or a movie or whatever. And then you'll start getting all these G jobs coming out of the woodwork where you're like, hey, uh, we want to do a, a rap gif for just the actors. So you're doing sh- you, you, me as a graphic designer. I'm always like, dude, hook me up with one of those sweaters. That's a nice sweater. You know what I mean? But you're de- you'll you'll design something for them and they'll go. This is what I want, and it'll be like very cut, clear, and simple. It's like a circle with like a face in it, right? Yeah. You'll do. They'll see. You'll give them exactly what they ask for. They'll go. You know, I don't really like that. You'll do like thirty-seven different revisions, and you're trying to get 
maybe you got like 10 sets in one day that, you know, it's like, cause it's, it's very classic where they'll put all the major sets at the end of the shoot. Like, I always feel like, or at least it's just yeah. a, like a weird coincidence for me. All the big ones are always at the end. Right. So I'm yeah. like, ah, shit, anything that's like major dressing or whatever. So I'll be racing against the clock. Like I did this movie for Amazon this last spring and they put the three major graphics heavy sets. Like one's like a, uh, a fake McDonald's called um, mm. Doc Henry's. Uh, they had a, a, a college university that's just like riddled with all these posters and stuff for this big event. And I had, I had a couple other ones. But they did it on like a 4th of July week or whatever it was. So I had two days to do something send all this stuff out to the prop or uh, sign shops to get it out. But all the mm-hmm. sign shops were like, Hey, we're out of town for two days. Cause we should. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. We're chasing our, and it was my last week on the thing. So I was kind of like, this is what you got. Like I didn't plan that week. You guys should have figured this out. And, a little and better, they have you, know? you designing t-shirts for the actors. Yeah. On top, yeah, of, yeah. On top of that, they're like, can yeah. you do this? Like, Costumes will always have theirs that's exclusive within theirs that's for actors and themselves, producers for themselves and actors, and maybe a couple people in production that are all like elbow rubbing. And maybe the producers, the producer side businesses or something, or they know they're. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I was doing one just before the break for our producer on my latest gig as a G job for a guy that. I don't even know if he, like, he's, I don't know his connection to it, but it's for the landscaping industry. So I just thought it was funny. Like, I'm like, you know, but it's like, it's sort of like a job hazard. It comes with the territory. You're going to design G job stuff no matter what. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so so Chase, who who have you, who are the, the, your your biggest enemies on set often? You you know, I could do the real easy answer and say, you know, clients, clients or producers, but um, I'd say, I wouldn't say enemies. I find in my experience that there's a big rivalry between art department and grip and electric. Uh, Usually due to a lack of planning on our uh, superiors um, uh, uh, behalf. The the problem is with Genie, which is a damn shame because I feel Genie are the coolest people on sets. Those are outside of art department. Those are the guys that I want to go, you know, shoot the shit with after sets done. They, it's it's a real problem when both art department are trying to move furniture in at the exact same time that grip and electric are trying to put up their lights yeah um so i find there's always you know you know team art department versus team g and e and we're always clashing heads especially on the bigger shoots uh if they don't plan properly but um you know grip and electric are awesome but it's always a fucking pain in the ass when you got to go into a set and you have an hour to dress at the same time that Genie has to light, get everything ready to go before camera gets on set. Yeah. So, you know, they need to get into an outlet when we just put a couch down. They have to um, put opal or some sort of frosting on the windows uh, or put a put a, a, a silk, you know, on the backside yeah. of the windows at the same time. I'm trying to, you know, put up a damn curtain. So, unfortunately, um, 
not the worst people to deal with because I love G&E. It's just the biggest pain in the ass is when they don't separate when art is on set and when grip and electric are well, that's, on set. It, it, that's when, when it comes down to poor planning for like with production. Yeah. Right? Production is mm-hmm. coming up. You know, it's like associate producers that don't know what the hell they're doing that are trying to like lay down like schedules and stuff like this. And they, they don't yeah. know it. And not giving the art team enough and, time. And, and, the the well, way that it works is that you need the art team to go in first. You need, uh, you need them to decorate everything. And then the lighting team can come in and finalize everything the right. way that it's decorated. But there's the associate producers, usually the associate producers, they're, they're, they're tasked with this, you know, you know, scheduling. And yep. that's what screws us. You know, that's mm-hmm. the that's the problem. They don't know. They haven't they, they they haven't gone through the ranks like we have. They haven't gone through like you know the hard times that we have, and they're just right. like you know given this like just like hey figure this out okay right we'll just do this we have this much time you know yeah. and it's it, it's and it's it's bullshit you know it it, it creates unnecessary um, conflicts on set unnecessary butting of heads because every department thinks their department's the best of course you yeah. Team, whatever the hell you're working on. Oh, but yeah. then right. when you get all of us in a small, cramped space trying to get our jobs done, of course, we're going to see the other person as the enemy. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, that's why you have to sit down with like the key. Like the keys need to sit down and they need to talk and be like, hey, listen, we need to work together. How do we do this? The producers are what? screwing us, you know, and and you make it work. And that's and that. I mean, that's the key to it. Is just like sitting down and having a conversation. Yeah. What I always think is funny is like everybody like groans over tech scouts, but they're like <laughs> they're, they're so needed. They're, they're so, so needed, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, my I mean, point guy is always my art director. You know, like that's who I have my shorthand with. Like, where I'm just like take a photo of it wherever you are on location measure it we're good like you know we'll yep. figure it from there so um yep uh i have a few art directors i work with where like we just like they'll come back to the office they'll print out what they they took a photo of and their measurements they jotted it down in a notebook boom we're good to go but yeah i think it's really like what chase said it's like it really comes down to um in those moments like in like a tech scout or 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 uh you know before you came into that particular location or set where if that communication wasn't there that's when there's the tussle between like grip and electric and art you know it's like i always kind of but i'm always like so removed i'm like the man in the chair in the office so i'm like oh yeah that sucks bro you know so um, (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like chris (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it sucks for you to be on set it might be hot out there isn't it i mean yeah yeah right now i'm good i'm good (laughs) so josh uh, josh what do you do what do you do again i'm a graphic designer but i mean like i've worked the gamut from like you know, I used to art direct indie features and uh, commercials and music videos and uh, cool. done some production design here and there. But yeah. uh, I didn't want some <laughs> makes me sound like an asshole. I didn't want a certain <laughs> level of involvement. I just wanted to, like, show up, be a part of the art department, be able to create and go home at the end of the day without like the 
they're hanging the sign upside down and it's 30 feet in the air, you know, like that kind of yeah. stuff. I just didn't want to deal with that, you know, kind yeah. of stuff anymore. So, um, it also took a, uh, there's a set designer who I like love and adore. He's, he's been around for years. He's like done amazing work on all this stuff from like the haunting to the Flintstones to, you know, gone girl, you name it. Like he's just been around forever. Right. And yeah. he basically said, why are you chasing being an assistant art director? And I was like, well, you know, and he's like, do you, do you want to draft? I was like, no, I have no, I have zero desire to draft. And, <laughs> See, and I was, love that. That's my, it's like my favorite thing to do. Like I yeah. love, I love SketchUp. I love SketchUp. Yeah. I know. And, you and know, like, like Vectorworks and you know, all that stuff. I just, at the end of the day, I know who I am. You know, I'm a little bit more graphic minded. I'm a little bit more in, that kind of world of things so you're not, yeah. you're not strong enough to lift the hammer either that's the problem right <laughs> <laughs> no pod calling the kettle black <laughs> a, ma a mouse only <laughs> yeah no I, yeah i, 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 I haven't uh, seen you haven't seen you lift a hammer in years yeah ackerman actually yeah, that's, I, think, that's... I think him and i take that tv apart yeah, we were, yeah we ripped the TV we used apart. Screwdrivers, but you know what? But uh, but uh, Chase. <laughs> well, here, yeah, okay. Chase I, I'm, I, I'm, coming to, I'm coming to defend you. Yeah. Oh, oh, you okay. don't have. Yeah. Okay. I'll, no, I'll, don't defend, defend me him, and talk no, shit. Then. No, 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 no. So, so Matt, there. Uh, in the last couple of years that Ackerman and I have been doing these uh, uh, made-for-TV movies, um, Ackerman is the guy on set that. Oh shit! Somebody broke X thing, and then Ackerman comes uh, on set with his multi-tool kit figuring out hey gimp where's where's yeah hey do you got this fucking tool i need to fix this goddamn thing it's like yeah here you go come into the truck grab it so yeah. you know you're both welcome dude i i i <laughs> no no my dad my dad did that shit but i i i'm fixing fucking i'm i have the shit sticks I get, oh, you know, the shit stick the was shit, amazing. Any anytime you have a trailer, you rent. I rent a trailer, and the and the you know, but buddy uh, Roger says, "All right, there's a shit stick in this fucking thing. If the thing ever gets clogged up, you use the shit stick." And so I'm like, I don't have the heart to tell the the interns and, and the PAs to fucking go use the shit stick to unclog the fucking shitter. So I do it myself. Or, you know, if somebody rams into something, I'm, like, bending metal and trying to fix it so we don't have a loss and damage charge, you know, afterwards. <laughs> like, fuck it. Or, you know. Yeah, yeah. When, whenever shit do went wrong do. in my department, it was You're always like, hey, Ackerman, this thing fucking broke. Help. <laughs> I'm, telling, yeah. I'm, I'm, telling you, I'm telling you what. I'm telling you one thing, Josh. Like, these two guys, <laughs> we went through hell and back. And I tell you what, man, they can handle pretty much anything you can throw at them. Yeah. I, and Chase, I, I, Chase, will lift, Chase will lift anything you could possibly think. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the most motivated. The, the worst like, part about this whole quarantine is that, you know, I, I feel just so fucking useless. I've been hauling my couch up and down my stairs. <laughs> with some semblance of normality of the life before the end time. So, just somebody give me a fucking couch. Please. So, so all of us have uh, worked on horror films and horror shows and all that. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, let, let's let's go through some some techniques. Uh, like, so what are some of the special things that you usually only do for horror films? Um, that are are the the just those little tricks, you know, like the glue the spider webs or whatever. Oh, I mean, let, let's start with Trotter. Yeah, the spiderweb gun is awesome. 
It's amazing. It's a, it's basically a glue gun with air compressor and you just blow it back and forth and you just do it really nice and easy. And to, to create spider webs on white. Yeah. To, to create spider webs. And, and you know, you have to be really, really, you have to like practice with it because it can be, it can turn into a shit show really quick. Yeah. yeah. So you just got to be really gentle with it. Um, and, uh, that was really fun to do on Hell's Bells, which Christian Ackerman directed. Yeah, well, we did the we did that uh, YouTube uh, that YouTube uh, thing too for Black Box TV. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sure did. Oh yeah. The what happened office. to Black Box TV? They're, they're still, still around. around. Yeah. yeah he's, he's got a million followers now. Yeah. Oh, wow. He just he just got awarded uh, the Diamond Award or whatever it's called on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, I saw nice. that. Wow. Um, but it's like, you know, like, I mean, like blood and, you know, like working on lower budget, like horror films, like, you know, art department has to do a lot of different stuff. You know, I mean, when it comes mm -hmm. to, when it comes to blood, when it comes to spider webs, when it comes to, you know, I mean, anything you can possibly dust. think of. Yeah. Dust, yeah. dust. Oh man. Don't get me awesome. started on that. <laughs> yeah, how about you, Chase? What but are aging, your tricks? But aging. aging oh, aging. Okay. Aging, aging, and, and like, you know, like, you know, is my forte. That's like my biggest thing. Like, I love aging things. Yeah, you've aged me about 15 years since I've known you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. I've done a good job. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say my uh, my my favorite trick that I got is I got a pair of blood cannons. That's a fuck ton of fun. So it's these giant uh, like ten gallon uh, water tanks or uh, water extinguishers where yeah. you can put slime in it, you can put blood in it, you can put bile in it, you can put vomit chunks into it, and you got a yeah you got a <laughs> nozzle that connects to it. You fill up the tank with um, with compressed air, and then whatever you need a head exploding you know uh uh the exorcist vomit shooting out of a little girl's mouth you just fucking push the button and away it goes it's it's a ton of fun <laughs> yeah it's almost like a it's like Wait, a fire did you, extinguisher did you build this thing no did no no so, so so you take like these it's it's these tanks that did you, did you uh, get it from vfx no actually a uh, uh retired firefighter because they're the big, oh. they're, they're the giant like five seven gallon tanks oh, that go wow. on the cool. side of the uh, uh, of a fire truck, no. but it's it's no different than a uh, uh, fire extinguisher. It's just yeah. the hose is so big you can put real thick viscous lick. Yeah, you can put like real thick semen. I mean vomit or bile. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and then it'll it, it'll shoot it out with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With a great amount of force. So that's, that's my favorite thing in the whole wide world, is making blood angels due to a shotgun blast. You know, somebody got uh, shot in the face with a shotgun, just splatter the wall in blood. It's it's my favorite thing in, you know, making horror movies is bringing those out. Yeah, yeah. How about that's you, Josh? Awesome. What, are, what are your favorite tricks for horror films? Then? Uh, let me think about this. Because I'm so hand, like... I've become such a digital person now, which is, but I'm a, you know, I'm an analog person yeah. at heart, but, um, let me think about this. It could so be, it I, could be for graphic design, you know, like whatever, like what are the, what are the tricks, you know? I've done a lot of different things like where I have a whole database of things I've scanned into the computer that, um, 
I use as overlays, which is just basically a texture for those who don't know, um, on top of stuff, but like that's, that's dumb stuff. Um, thinking of Chase's thing, I worked on this project as a production designer, um, where, God, this is making me think of a bunch of stuff. It was, uh, um, the guy who played Cameron in Ferris Bueller, we did this short, yeah. Mike Williamson had this short, right? Yeah. And, uh, we, his wife is like a ghost, the spoiler alert here. She kills him at the end <laughs> and she, and pulls the shotgun on this, uh, um, <laughs> This isn't this isn't a trick or any special thing I did. I, I wanted to share this story because this is I think we can all kind of relate to it. So special effects rigged this cannon up the back of the dude's shirt so it looked like it blew the back of his head out. It hits this wall, and Mike got this house from like a friend. It was like they just got this house and they repainted it and they did all this remodeling and it was gorgeous. It was a beautiful house, like kind of tucked up in the uh the hills of burbank there and we go and shoot there overnight on this little horror short and special effects the last thing of the night was this effect where they blow this dude's brains out and they did it they had it it was like a one take thing you know what i mean and uh i i had i had one of the ones, as far as tricks that I'm kind of decent at, is like aging people and making them look older or younger when they were. Yeah. But, so I had a younger photo of the guy and his wife on the wall, and the blood and brains go shooting on the photo, and they pour down from it. It's like kind of like the last shot. Yep. They blow this dude's brains out, and they go cut, and then they're like, "All right, everybody, it's time to go home." And special effects bounced. Uh, what? what? <laughs> yeah. And in this, when you walk into these yeah. people's house, it's like an A-frame kind of like huge, like thirty-foot loft kind of like open uh. space, and it blew shit like up sixteen, seventeen. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Yeah. oh no! I was like, that's fucking special effects. Yeah. And, uh, and that dude was just like, no, nah, bro, I'm out. It's uh, They wrapped, uh, we're good. I was like, that's your shit up there. So I felt so bad for these people because they didn't know. They were they were put up in like a Holiday Inn or you know something. Mike put them up for the night. And I was like, we got to scrub these brains off the wall. They're like, <laughs> there was a self shot in my home. No, I get it. Like oh, Chase man. and I have done that before oh, yeah. for, for a death house that the – because, I mean, the special effects team, where they were, like, legendary, like, Roy Nyram and, and, and Matt Folletta, like, those guys, they know their shit. But, you know, there are some, some people that, I mean, most of the time, a special effects team will just spray the blood wherever the fuck they want. And once you say, God, yeah. they are fucking done. And then you're like, yep. okay, as a producer or whatever, like, I've been, me and Felissa Rose have been on our hands and knees, like, scrubbing fucking blood off of every surface of a house that didn't have electricity or, like, an old old bar in the middle of the desert without electricity well, as the sun's going down and trying to get it all before the fucking owner comes to check yeah. it, you know? Well, that's, like, yeah. that's, oh, that's, that's, a problem, that's a problem with low-budget stuff is, like, you yeah. know, like they pull, totally. they pull, they pull, they pull special effects in and, you know, first, you know, they have to like, they, they do this and then they, they're like, all right, our time is done. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then it's your set. It's your it's problem. Your set. It's, it's your blood problem. all over your set. Yeah, it's and your I, problem. So as a producer now, I make sure to talk to the special effects team. I'm like, are you guys going to have someone to clean up the blood, or do well, I? And obviously, obviously, always it's going to be like, oh yeah, you get you need to you need to supply that for me. And so it's just something that as a producer you have to always remember. The fucking special effects team is going to bounce. <laughs> they're yeah, going to bounce yeah, real fucking is, quick, and they're not going to stick around. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't I know. I think it's a props. I think in the unions, it's like props has to clean it up. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. It's it's, it's, it's props prop, department. Yeah, it's property right, okay. department. Yeah, but like even you know, though like, special effects made the mess, props yeah. has to do it. I believe, right? Well, they have they have uh, laborers. You know, right? Yeah, like a, that, almost like a prop grip department. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. my buddy, my buddy Eddie, we actually he did season seven of Horror Story with me. Uh, we did an, a Blumhouse project. I left that Blumhouse project. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I remember him saying that to me. Like he's like, "Yeah, I gotta clean up all this blood." <laughs> yep. Yeah, dude, it sucks, dude. It sucks so bad. I've, I mean, I've done it so many different times. You know, in the early days, and I'm just like, yeah. uh, "Done." Yeah. A, I mean, that's a good thing. That's a good thing about being in the union is like you don't have to. You don't have to deal with that. You know. Uh, as okay. you know, an art director or a graphic designer, you know, you just have the fresh faces designer. come in and take care of that stuff. Yeah, the uh, the, the fresh faces. Yeah, yeah, I had I had Chase come <laughs> Chase come in and clean everything up. <laughs> and look at him now! Look at him now! He's, yeah. product, he's, no. produ he's production designer. Yeah, now we're right, taking prints off the ceiling for pleasure at home. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it when it comes to let's say you're the art department and all of you guys in your experience, you get a script, you read the script and you see all these things in the script. And, you know, oftentimes like some of the, some of the, the, the kind of the more seedier low budget shows that we've worked on, these guys can barely, uh, like put a sentence together. Uh, that's often my fucking big <laughs> issue with like yeah. a script. Uh, but, what are the the big issues that you see sometimes in in screenplays or 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 TV of scripts that are like fuck this writer? Why is this screenwriter doing this to me right now? Chase, let's well, start with you. Uh, so there there's a bunch of stuff, but there's a the the one story um, without talking too much shit and without saying any names. Uh, Ackerman and I were working on a feature film where the writer wrote in pop tarts. Uh, a key prop was a Pop Tarts box. Uh. He was adamant. He he absolutely or no Twinkies. Apologies. He oh yeah, absolutely Twinkies. loved Twinkies. He's like, oh, you have to put a Twinkies box in this uh, in 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 the shot. You know, it's a key prop. We have to have the Twinkies box. Well, of course, the legal department and me, obviously, and, you know, and me as the producer, and, I, and of course, Ackerman's yeah. like, you can't have Twinkies. So of course, at the prop house, you can either you know create a off-brand Twinkies box or you can go to the prop house where you know they already have a bunch of different boxes for little pastry sweets that you can use this writer got on a real fucking high horse saying that no you absolutely have to put Twinkies in the in 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 the shot well you can't do that obvious reasons it's a logo it's you know the the producer is worried about getting sued from hostess or whoever owns Twinkies yeah that uh, uh, if they see it in the shot. So in terms of, you know, conflicts with writers, it's 
that's the first one that comes to mind is saying a specific item in the shot. I get it. You know, tissue. Tissue is a uh, uh, brand. It, or I'm sorry, Kleenex. Kleenex is a brand. You get a tissue box. But never have I ever had a writer so passionate about Twinkies that he had to have it in a shoot and have a huge argument with Ackerman with the director of why it makes perfect symbolism for this movie. <laughs> yeah, why? yeah, we have this writer on set too. We're like, yeah, hey, if, yeah. If there's just no way if we we're not putting Twinkies on set. This film is right. probably going to be seen on television. Yeah. Uh, and, and and anybody else it could because that's that's the 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 world of advertising and the things you need to worry about on, on film sets is that if you put a brand in. And let's say the serial killer loves that brand, or or the or the serial killer is driving that brand of car. You you can't the that brand is not going to be happy with that situation. And so you got to no. make sure Wait, can that I, you can get I say rid of that situation. That? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, you, you you could definitely chime in because you because yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, this is like everything I have to deal with on a on a uh, you know I'm always like. Some shows will call for that specific thing, and sometimes, you know, it it works out with whatever the gag is in the the writing, right? Yeah. If you're gonna fight for it, fight for it for when it actually makes sense to fight for it. Um, and I honestly don't know how the fuck they got away with this, but so on American Horror Story Seven, um, they talk about going into this abortion clinic, and they're like doing all this crazy shit in there and they cut a dude's hand off and blah, 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 blah. And it's like kind of that classic thing. Like you can show Coke on screen in a murder, <laughs> but you just can't use the can to kill the person with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That kind oh, of yeah. There's, so yeah. Many, it's, there's, there's so many rules of what you can and can't use, especially with cars on the uh, murder uh, shows. We're always dealing with like Toyota logo or Honda logo. You it's know, just best not to deal with it. Just get a prop that's completely fabricated. That's you know, what I think. You know what? I, I think I think the hardest part of our job is legal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Dealing with yep. legal. Absolutely. I mean, it goes it goes through production design, art direction, graphic design. It goes through everything. All these different things. It goes through writing. It goes through producers. It goes through whatever else. Yeah. And it has it's it's a fucking shit show. Yeah. yeah, it is. Especially it if is. Yeah, the lawyers come in and they need yeah. to have their and you already built the prop and they're like, they the especially we've been on set where oh, yeah. the the company lawyers will come to set or the network lawyers will come to set and be like, you can't use that. You can't use that. And then yeah. you have to rebuild and redesign everything you just did. And it's like, oh, fuck. Uh, okay, Let me I'm ask screwed. you this. Let me ask you this. How many people how many people that work in legal are so fucking lazy that there's like you can't use that? And then ninety nine percent of them, huh. yeah, and it and 99%. even I a hundred percent agree, hundred percent, yeah, and it, and even if you're like faking a logo, you could you know I remember I did a, a like a Lipton tea bottle logo one time, but it was like a fake version of the Lipton tea bottle, so but it had that look to it, it looked like yeah. their logo, and so yeah. uh, the the legal team came in and said no you can't use that anymore i'm like oh fuck we just used that a few days ago there you know so um and you, you just have to 
uh, you know, it, it's hard. It, it it depends on the network. It depends on the on the system. No, it of depends. Like it, it depends you know, on like I mean, on people like, too. On people, on people, yeah. like like standing up for their films as opposed to being you know pushovers or yeah. lazy asses. You know, I was yeah. at I was at Fox on a pilot during the merger when all of their properties went over to Disney. Disney, yeah. Uh, and so during that pilot, when I had to get clearances, there was this, uh, I mean, everything was under a microscope, like everything. So not only was I dealing with the normal legality, like bullshit BS that comes with what I got to do. I had another studio on top of it also doing it, but both parties we're combing through it saying, you can't do this. Uh, you need to create it from scratch. And I would. And then they would be like, yeah, well, that doesn't work for us. It doesn't look right. But who are those fucking people? Who are those people? Who are those they people? Weren't, they weren't doing their job. Both parties, in short, weren't doing their job because one was like, we're done. The other ones were like, we're, we're just getting this stuff. So it's technically theirs still. So I was just uh, like, okay, great. And I would just like push it through the pipeline. And they're not doing their job until they actually say something. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. If you don't say something, you're not actually making your job important. I think the thing that I'm always trying to accomplish is like, when I watch something, I can tell if there's something crap. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, you know, you've seen enough shows, like, you're like, that looks fake to me. Or it looks, yeah. like, made to be or something. I try to, like, make it look like it actually exists in real life, even though it's not a real thing. You know what I mean? Like, sure. That's, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's your job, and that's that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Trotter, when you, when you read a screenplay... Yeah. Uh, what are what are the biggest issues that you see? Like, why why does a screenwriter make your job horribly difficult? Well, <laughs> when I read a screenplay, like I mean, I've I've worked through Art PA, through you know Lead Man, through like I mean, I worked my way all the way up, just like Robert Joseph did, and you know, like I highlight everything and I read everything, and you know, everything's color-coded and whatever else but the thing is like a screen a screenwriter doesn't really care about budget doesn't care about you know like you know the time that we have to spend to make you know this happen yeah and i mean i worked uh, robert says hi josh um but like the thing is, um, you know, it's just it's like they don't they don't take in consideration like how much this takes to make. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a lot of work, especially like, you know, graphic design work. If they're doing like a city street or they're doing like, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a mall or something like that, you know, like you have mm-hmm. to make you have to make all those graphics. Like the, the, you know, I think that's a good point. I think you're kind of hitting on something big there because it's like, um, that's really what it comes down to. I think for art department as a whole is that immediately to me, like, I'm always like, 
you know, people are always like, well, why isn't that done yet? And it's like, well, it's time to make something, you know? And it's yeah. the same thing that applies to art department as a whole. I think it's like, you know, I think less known or less in the loop product or um, producers may know, like, you know, who haven't kind of worked their way up to understand how we position, you know, they haven't had that Roger Corman school, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like the thing is, like you know, we the the world that that Josh and I live in, it's a little bit more lax than the world that like you and Chase like live in. Yeah, you know? yeah we we, yeah. we work in non-union, but Chase does some union stuff. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like Chase is Chase is a fucking machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Dude, you know you are. <laughs> I, I would I would I would take him I would take him any day. I bet you would. Uh, <laughs> just don't put me in the closet, Chase. Don't put me in the closet. Uh, I can't add you to my collection. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean he's a, he's he's one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my entire life, man. But the thing is, oh, yeah. like you know, like the thing is, like you know, people throw this shit at us all the time, and yeah. expect like miracles. And I think you know. I think we're anxious people because of it. You know, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's real nice to have like a grandiose thought in your head. Like, Oh, side of a building gets blown to smithereens. And when it comes to the practicalities of actually building that safely and, uh, just as, um, you know, safely and cinematically to get something like a side or a building blows up. Well, if you only have, you know, peanuts to work with, it's you know damn near impossible so that's when you have to really talk with your uh, you know as a production designer direct superior would be you know one of the producers be like hey we either have to up the budget or you have to yeah with the writer why we are unable to shoot this shot yep and so so let's do further, like the budget doesn't grow i think one of the no never advantage which is yeah 90 percent well uh, in, in our in our world, Josh, it does it does grow. It does grow a little bit. Well, over time, not within the project usually. Well, it depends what kind of budget the show. I mean, if you're doing a show for said network, like I've done some shows for Hulu and I've done some shows for Amazon. Both of them, I don't see that pushing. They're like, here's ten more dollars, make that explosion. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Video, and you're like, you did. <laughs> that's the that's the, the more one of the more creative aspects of of the art department like we're sort of like secret you know maybe a lot of people will be like fuck the art department and this guy's a dick for saying it but i, I think there's like kind of secret savior aspects to the art department because you have to think a little bit more creative out of the box what i think of the art department as a whole is creative troubleshooting like, well, okay. Listen, it, the art department is the redheaded stepchild of oh. film. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's we're the whipping posts of fucking film, dude. <laughs> it's like Save it, and you'll also be the one to ruin it in everyone else's eyes, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're we're responsible for everything that you see except for the actors and what they're wearing. Right. Yeah. That is our job, you yeah. know. So, uh, right. What what is it about well, producers 
that you guys have to deal with on a regular basis, you know, whether it's budget or just demands, uh, what is it about them that uh, that can rub you the wrong way? And what is it about them that can be really good? Uh, let's start with uh, Trotter. Well, um, producers, um, I've worked with some really good producers and I've worked with some really bad producers. And, you, you, you know, depending on the script, like you walk in and be like, hey, listen, this is not going to be easy and it's not going to be cheap to do yep. this. And they're like, OK, what do you need? And yeah. that is the ideal situation. Um, there's been producers where like, you know, I walk in and I'm like, Hey, this is, this is not going to be easy. And it's not going to be cheap. And they're like, okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And, and like, you know, and then you're, and, and it, it just. With what skin, little money my, you have. My skin crawls just thinking about it, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it, you know, like these people expect the world of us mm -hmm. and they don't understand and they're not, I mean, they don't understand like the art department because they're just, I don't, I think that, that they may have been gifted this, you know, role or, you know, been kind of born into it or whatever else, like, you know, but the thing is, role, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and and it's it's tough, man. It's really tough. But like, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of really good producers out there. What makes a good producer then, Trotter? For, um, for you, someone that can fight for the art department, fight for the script, and yeah. and you know and you know fight for the money to make it happen. That mm -hmm. is a good producer. Yeah. I, I, as a, as someone who's been on both sides of the fence, like I, I since I understand art department, I, I at least can offer suggestions or can, I, I can budget things properly in order to know that the, the what the art department can do, and that's kind of a a good advantage that someone uh, like me, who someone who at least has worked in the art department or it has kind of really truly understood what they do and how much things cost and studied the numbers. Um, you know, it's a, that's, that's a, a good thing to have as a producer and same with our department. Like they, they also need to know the, the producers have limitations, uh, and how much they can give them. And so that's when the art department gets creative and, you know, how about, how about you, Josh? Like what, of course, of yeah. course. But you know, like at, at, at this, you know, when we're, we're doing it, dealing with explosions on, you know, like Disney lot or something like that, you know, like it, like there's <laughs> <laughs> there is, you know, a limitation of like what what it costs. So, yeah. yeah how about you, Josh? Like, what what kind of? I, I think he he pretty much nailed it with what he said. Um, as far as, I think it takes somebody who's kind of worked through the system to know how each department works. Yep. You know, it's. You know, I, I always, like, refer to it as, like, the Roger Corman school of, like, knowledge, you know, because it's, like, all those people who came up through Roger Corman stuff basically used to pull nails out of sets, you know, and then they became the guy who was rebuilding the set that they used last week on the same movie, yeah. you know. With the and, same nails. Movie. Yeah, same <laughs> nails, exactly. So, um, you know, I, th I think... Uh, uh, 
working, you know, I think that's what kind of makes certain parts of the Hollywood uh, system, if you will, work as as a traditional system of working up through those tiers because then you understand how each department works and what their needs are and there's an appreciation and a respect that comes full circle. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, yeah, because I think I think the other thing that he said which was interesting was like people who've just like, I think there's these people who become producers because they're like, I'm the top dog on this show, but they have no clue how the position works, but they think being a producer is the person who makes the movie that gets the credit for, it. you know, it's a credit thing. Right. Like, yeah. Look at me. I'm yeah. the guy, you know, yeah, they just, like, all they, right, dude, they walk on you know? set and they act like they're the top dog. But they've never actually, because there's a million of them out there. It's oh yeah, insane. definitely. Is, is it and they have no yeah, clue. It's a, it's a disease. Is that what you said, Chase? Because that oh, sounds like nep- a good. <laughs> nepotism is a disease in this town. Oh, nepotism. Just yeah, just because you're so and so's nephew, they yeah. automatically get uh, you know pushed to the the top of the totem pole without doing a goddamn thing. Yep. Yeah, and a, yeah. And a producer will come on set and and not have the knowledge of just being on set and the ins and outs yeah. of every single department and that and those are like key key things to be knowledgeable of is like okay. how to do all of these things and what each piece of equipment is and how long things take mm-hmm. uh it, it's insane that uh that someone and i've often seen it where i was when i was back when i when i was a pa and I would see maybe an intern or somebody back in my like old school days, back in the nineties, where I would see an intern, and then I would see them become a producer. Uh, like a few weeks later, a few months later, it's like, oh, yeah, you're now you're a producer on a reality. And yeah. It's usually the reality show producers, where right, right, where, right, right, right. Where and, and they, the worst outcome of that is that their heads just get like fucking enormous because they feel like, oh, I went from a uh, PA to a producer overnight, so why can't you? You know, yeah. obviously, I am right. amazing because, you know, I went from directly from PA to producer. Well, it's because your daddy is running the company, just <laughs> yeah. if you want to. Or they're really good at sex. Up. And that's what yeah. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think I got ahead in life? Hey. Hey. Thanks, <laughs> daughter. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is there's a lot of people that, that are up the chain that have no fucking idea yeah. what they're doing. They have no idea. And like, you know, Chris, you've done a really good job of learning every aspect of like, you know, the film industry. And I put you through the ringer. Yeah. As, as well as you, as well as you, Chase, you know, but like the thing is like, we know what it takes. And so do you, Josh. I mean, you've, you've, you've gone through the ringer as well. And, yeah. and, you know, like I put these guys through the ringer. And the thing is, like, when somebody comes up as as somebody's cousin or a, a, a nephew or somebody that, that that's a producer's, you know, or family, of the member, studio fam- yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Some, something like you know, whatever. It's just, it's just, it everything goes to shit, and it causes us a fucking a panic attack. Every goddamn day, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, just, it's, 
they don't understand the the uh, the idea of like preparation and then the, once they understand that the decision they made early on is now on set and that it's wrong they don't have yeah. they didn't have the experience to make the right decision in the first place and don't understand the 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 budgetary constraints that uh, that someone will have to deal with when replacing a couch right you know, or exactly you yeah some you know okay you need a, a new you want a new couch for this scene that we just set up and it's shooting mm. in 30 uh, in 30 minutes or an hour uh i have to go get a new couch because it doesn't match the color scheme that this boss producer some, you know made the wrong decision on in the first place the, the but, problem with but, that too that trotter and uh josh there know quite a bit as well too the 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 biggest you know, going off of what you say, Ackerman, of, you know, them not making the proper decisions ahead of time. The The whole point of SketchUp is to show the client or the producers, this is exactly how the set's going to look. Exactly. How you like yep. it, can I change it now? If you want, you know, different carpet, if you want different curtains, if you want different colored walls. Well, this is what you want. And then what? they come on to set and say, uh, sure. eh, no, nah, I don't really like it. Well, you had two weeks. <clears throat> well, yeah. Well, right, right, right. Well, Chase. Unless you're on a, a hit lot, show a, where a somebody lot. just wants to change that at the last minute, and you go, yeah, oh, there's, there's that." Okay, too. I guess yeah. we have to do that. If the yeah. money's there, but, you know. but, but guys, but guys, Josh, look at my website. It's laartdirector.com. Okay, so everything. Damn, you got LA Art Director. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but like, look at like everything needs like they all want everything in grayscale. So like yeah. I'll I will plan everything out and do everything in SketchUp, do a walkthrough, do all this other stuff, but everybody wants it in grayscale because the set decorator is in, you know in control of that. But right. you know, and they're on the they're on the fucking line, dude. Like I I don't know a set decorator that is n sane <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> they get pulled through the fucking ringer. Yeah. More than more than art directors or production designers do. I mean, I've met, I've met some set. I always find that there's like a cert, certain like <clears throat> plateau level of set decorator where they've become like sort of zenful. Like they're like it's a certain age they've reached in their position yeah. and experience, <laughs> yeah. and they're just like this. Like you know, they're all like matrix, like pa bullets passing <laughs> past them. Like, yeah. It's cool. We'll figure it out. I have a solution yeah. to this, you know, and it's like, yeah. Well, that's uh, like the set decorator for like you know for the show that we're working on. I mean, she's probably, I mean, she's probably in her late fifties, like yeah. you know, and and she's like you know she's just like we'll figure it out. That's cool. Yeah, so, but so like you know, everybody that doesn't understand what a set decorator is, they're the boss of actually decorating the set, and so they have shoppers and set dressers underneath them. That, uh, that they man. tell for every scene, yeah, and oh, the and yeah. the prop, you know, like that that they discuss and have all the props and all the like, well, all the decor that is mm -hmm. placed on each of the things, and they are the bosses, and they but, can be very crazy. Yeah, uh, but, you know? but they're based, but it's all based off the production designer. So they work with they work yeah. directly with the work under the production designer, designer. Yeah, and then but they work with a production designer, so. And the art director, um, you know, on the space, on the, you know, construction and whatever else. So there's a, there's a lot of working parts that people don't understand about, like, the art department. Mm -hmm. And, you know, next time you, 
next time you watch a film, you know, just know that like the art department is responsible for everything that you see that you see except for the actors and what they're wearing or except for like yeah. established buildings that the producers of you know were able to finagle or you know True. all the decor all the decor and wh- what everything looks like is 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 the production designers yeah sometimes but I, I mean, find depending on what the production is that the that costumes costumes can be I say this with <laughs> oh, shit. oh shit here we go no no i love costumes i love costumes <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> i paused way too long and made <laughs> uh, awkward <laughs> i've been drinking all right damn it um, <laughs> there's an excuse uh quarantine dude <laughs> yes i have quarantine brain there you go also, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> They can kind of operate on their own front, or they can be. I, I basically what I'm trying to get at is sometimes I've worked with costumes where they're very collaborative, mm-hmm. yeah. as the group whole, because yeah. that is what we do. That is what yeah. this industry is: is collaborative. Or they're much on their own wing, and it's like I've talked with the director. I know what we're doing, you know. So you're kind of like, yeah, all right. We, my we co- got, the colors yeah. of my costume should not clash with the colors yeah, of your set. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Usually, you don't have that issue. Everybody's usually on the same page. Yeah. Usually, usually everybody's really good, and I make it a point. I make it a point to go talk to like wardrobe and and say, "Hey, listen, whatever you need, let me know. You know, if I'll I'll give you my my colors. I'll give you everything I need uh, that I have. I'll make a sheet for you." So you can work with that. And like, I usually don't have a problem with it, but there are those times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Josh said, you know, that like, you know, sometimes costumes is like, ma. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, can, and every single department something? has to, has to work together, you know? Yeah. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. Cause, cause you had asked me earlier, you said, you know, like, what are your issues with, you know, I was trying to figure out what kind of fucking issues do I have? Well, let's My... not talk about the other issues. We'll talk about oh, filming. Talk about <laughs> <laughs> they got for that now, Josh. Hey, hey. Oh. Your Spider-Man fixation. Something <laughs> about webs. and. <laughs> My... <laughs> the thing that I, I, I think that drives me crazy in my position is when people just start coming to me with, like, requests for things from different departments. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm yeah. already so busy with our immediate department as an art department. Yeah. I need to make them flow through the art director so that the art director is privy of all of this knowledge because otherwise, absolutely. absolutely. I can't, I don't want to have someone from a different department go, we need this thing. It plays no. on this day. No, I'm if, like, no, no, no. If, if wardrobe, you got to go through the art director. If wardrobe my, comes, if, if wardrobes comes to you, you send them yeah. to me and exactly. I, and, and I, and I'm like, okay, what do you need? And then it, like, I will, I will work that out with you, you know, like, like that's bullshit. Like if people keep coming to you, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah. Directly. It, to it depends on the level of busyness of the show. Like it, on horror story seven, I would do these sheets at the door that yeah. I make departments fill out to say, Hey, 
this is for this. We need it on this date. Can you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Tell me what it, the who, what, where, when, why kind of thing. Yeah. But you got to run it through the art director first. But fill out this sheet and then bring it to them. And then we'll, we'll, we'll powwow. Because, yeah. you know, that show was crazy because they would crossboard uh, like bananas on it. it. We'd be shooting because they would, uh, by the time they got to season seven, all those actors who'd been around from the beginning of the series had really taken off and gone on to do X-Men movies and all this other crazy stuff. So by that stage in the game, you're crossboarding. So you say, we have this guy for three days here. Now we're going to shoot the next, you know, two days of our week here with this set actor. So you're, you're crossboarding episodes. Like you'd be shooting like episode two, four, six, eight, and yeah. 11, because that's how, you know, that's when that character makes this big moment or whatever. Yeah. So I would always be like, what episode? Are we I don't even know yeah. what day we're on. Well, so dude, I think that's why it's so important to have art department meetings. It's yeah. so important to like sit down at a table and like if there's, you know, like have wardrobe, have, you know, whomever, whatever, sit yeah. down at a table and spend two to three hours, like especially in pre-pro, you know, and go over everything through the scripts. That's yeah. like sit down at a table, write everything down and then make a schedule from there. Like that is like. That is my MO, you know, it's a, it's super important. I've had some shows where I've had the opportunity to do that. Uh, the Mindy Project was awesome for doing stuff like that. Uh, granted, I didn't do, I didn't work on that to the extent of the amount of time in my current position as I would have liked to have. But I loved that show. I, I mean, all those people are like family to me, but I've had that on shows you know, sometimes it's like such a fast turnaround. And I think this is something I've talked to Christian about in the past. It's like, as streaming has become the new norm, the demand for art department and the turnaround time is even quicker than it previously was before. You know, it's yeah. like, mm -hmm. uh, it's like turned up to 11 and you're just like, eh, I had a week to develop this. Now I have 12 minutes, you know, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Where's my set, Lebowski? You know, so uh, <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, you know, I'm. I, it's it's interesting time to be alive, working in this industry, and to see where it goes next. Because we're in this like so-called golden age of television, and you know everybody's got a channel now, and you know I just feel like it's going to keep getting more and more and more. And I I wonder how that's going to play out in the grand scheme of things financially for everyone. Like, um, you know, like for me, I've seen the change where they're like, well, we don't have to hire a set designer. We got this guy over here. He lets us know we're at the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, so uh, when it, when it comes to, um, people that you see that are interested in joining the industry and a lot of people like run. the art department the art yeah i know yeah run don't go but you know the the art department is such a versatile 
yeah. and sometimes non-specific kind of situation because uh, in, in the art department you could have like uh, you could have painters, sculptors, carpenters, welders, uh, um, uh, graphic designers, uh, uh, just general like shoppers, uh, people that understand period sets and design of like uh, of just different periods like people that have, have studied design um what would you like so there's a lot of people out there that that you know like i i whenever i talk to someone that's new to the industry or even writers or you know screenwriters anybody i always tell them find what you can do on set in order to be in the business and not be a waiter or not be an insurance uh, desk person or a car salesman or whatever, get into the industry in order to connect with the people in order to uh, propel what you're trying to do uh, professionally. Um, and the art department is kind of that versatile thing. Like my, you know, like, like Trotter brought me into the art department, uh, because my dad and my shop class and my plastics class in, you know, high school and junior high school, like taught my dad, especially my dad taught me how to build and weld and do all these crazy things. Uh, not crazy things, but like just normal, like work with your hands kind of situations. Um, what, what would you guys tell people, uh, that that would help them get into the industry you know and, and people that are outsiders people uh, that are screenwriters people that right. are just you know yeah, let's start all with you I, daughter. my first my first it, it, within the art department within the art department you know ask questions yeah there is no dumb question ask yeah. questions like pay attention like like ask like how do i do this you know there's like if if you don't know how to do it to show somebody especially if you want to be in the art department you're an artistic you have an artistic mind okay so you're right brain so like you're you're like you 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 see something being done and you learn it and it's done mm -hmm. you know i mean it's like you know go online if you want to be an art director learn sketchup classes or graphic design classes you know look up photoshop and you know download that and like you know like all these different things and take, I mean, YouTube is the best yeah. <laughs> source. It's the best class, man. You can learn yeah. anything. Like, I mean, I've, I'm self-taught with everything that I have. Yeah. And, same. And you know, the thing is like, just, just go for it, man. And you got to work hard for it and push. That's I, all. And like, you know, I, the thing, when it comes to, when it comes to like the working, like, like the hand, like the tools and like all that stuff, just be careful, watch people and, you know, yeah, don't yeah. wear gloves. Don't wear gloves when you're using hand tools. <laughs> power tools. Yeah. <laughs> don't wear gloves while you're using power tools. <laughs> uh, will, think, that glove will get sucked into the power tool. Yes. It's number fucking, one rule. Yep. <laughs> Actually, actually, real, real quick on that, Trotter, I did. I was watching something the other day, and I brought that up with my roommate. Uh, just the actor in the scene was using a uh, tabletop saw 
with gloves on. I was like, no, that's a prime way to lose your fucking finger. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that's, the that's dumbest true. thing in the world. Man. Yeah, the <laughs> false sense of security <laughs> with these uh, this uh, leather or cloth on your hands, on top of the fact that it's just something that can catch in anything, yeah. even if it's a power drill yeah. or it's a yeah. you know, screw, dr- screw, screw drill, you know, screw gun. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, Josh, like, h- how would you... Yeah, like if if people that have this wide range of you know or even a small range of, of technical skills like w- what would be your advice for them to like to kind of join the art department because there's so much there's such a vast amount of 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 places for them yeah i i think, I think just start out as a pa because you can't say you can go into an art department being like, I want to be a production designer. I want to be an art director, but it doesn't matter until you're actually there and you spend enough time. You might actually find out you love set designing or you may like being in set deck or maybe you're interested in camera. You don't even fucking know. But I think art department is like a great launch pad because, um, it really without like not the shit on production PAs, but I think uh, when you're in the art department, because it's more of the doing and making side of things, uh, not to say that that doesn't come with production. There's, there's just a different sort of technical artistic. You have a skill. You have a yeah. skill. So you might find out like, fuck, maybe I want to be in construction, you know, because you're running things to the mill for these guys to build. Maybe they needed hardware or whatever. You start to build these relationships with people. And those relationships, I think, are important because you can start to like everybody always like loves a uh, a PA who asks questions and is politeful and is not in, in like invasive to their space. Yeah. But it's yeah. like. Because they see a side of themselves maybe in that person. Yeah, you want to take them under your wing. I do, at least. You know, every PA that I have who hasn't been a shitbag along the way, (laughs) I love to, like, give advice to. I seriously love talking to PAs probably the most on a show to help maybe give them guidance towards something. Maybe it's just like a summer job to them. Who knows? You know, uh, it could be one of those things. I've, I've worked with that bracket over time, too. But um, I think, you know, I moved out here from Wisconsin as a kid who grew up thinking, you know, movies were so, like, foreign and intangible. And, like, but I also was, like, you know, Star Wars messed me up as a kid on Laserdisc. So I was, like, I'm going to do that. I, I don't know what that is, but I want that, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I, I yeah. chased it enough to get here and now look, they're remaking all my favorite movies and they're horrible ones. So, uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, you, you want to work on these things that make you feel the way you did when you were a kid watching these things for the first time, like what, this is blowing my mind, you know? And like, yeah, like yeah. that's the reason why I do it, you know, like, yeah there's shitty days yeah i'm i'm like i'm doing another law office for whatever you know but i'm a part of a i've 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 been working long enough to be a part of a conversation and 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 now gained a confidence in my position to say you know if somebody goes this is what we need and i'm like well what if we push that a little bit further to be better you know where i'm actually 
so not only are you pushing your designer to be better, you're pushing yourself and maybe you're putting more on your workload, but at the same time, they're, they're, you're making a better product. If it is a, if it is something that's going to end up becoming kind of unique to you down the road, you know, I think we all walk away with each project as having its own like unique imprint on ourselves and like what we walk away from that. Like, was it a forgettable one? That one might have been a forgettable one, but sometimes it's those ones that that you work on that you're like, oh shit, that was awesome, and yeah. it's totally weird. Not anybody will be into it, but uh, you know, it was it was worth it because I thought the work I made was unique or different. It's really about the doing for me. I enjoyed that. It, yeah. Process. yeah, and well, and you want to make the the process. You want to make the what the situation not more complex but more challenging for yourself uh, that you can accomplish it. So you might suggest a challenging idea to someone, and then that idea becomes what you strive to be proud of. And that's yeah. the whole thing. Like, and, it, and that's across the board from anyone that's doing something on set. So, and sp- uh, yeah, Trotter? And speaking of, speaking of that, you know, like I want to chime in on with Chase because like, you know, when Chase started working with me, he was, a, you know, an art PA. Now he's a production designer. He was a set dresser, wasn't he? Uh, on Sex Remedy DR? Yeah, yeah. was a set dresser, right? Yeah, set dresser on Sex yeah, Remedy um, Yeah, okay, sorry. He was a set dresser. Jesus but, Christ, uh, you forget. Sorry, it's man. It's been <laughs> six but, dude, years. Man, but ah, like, I mean, ah. look, look at him now, man. Like, look, at, look at all the shows he's like you know he's production design he, at least 15 20 movies now yeah i know and like the thing is like you know it's just it, it 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 he you know he worked his way up from the bottom and you know i mean bottom now we're here yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah so, so chase what, like, how like, do you oh yeah go ahead go, go ahead, ahead. Yeah, no no i'm just i'm, no, super, so, I'm super proud of him super proud yeah. of him. Oh, thanks buddy well, yeah i mean but you know so now chase is already a, chase is a veteran so it, it, like as of as of 10 year veteran of the industry like how if there's somebody entering the the industry uh and they have some sort of skills like it, our department's a good place to kind of to get your foot in the door you know I, yeah yeah i agree so, Sorry, go ahead, Act. You know, yeah. So no, you just t- yeah. So t- continuing on what we are already saying, how like w- why would that be a good place to get your foot in the door? It's to really build off of uh, what Josh said. So in my experience, the the prime way and the the biggest perk to our department is, as you say, Ackerman. It's such a broad department. There are mm-hmm. so many different uh uh uh. uh people with a special set of skills that do just a specific thing, you know, whether it be puppetry, prop, uh, manufacturing, you know, set design, uh, uh, drafting, graphics, you know, it doesn't, there's so many positions within the art department itself that the, the biggest advice that I can give to anybody wanting to be an art department is you don't necessarily need to know what you want to do when you get into art department. The biggest um, attribute that you can have that will get you very, very far is just being a jack of all trades. You don't even need to be great at 50 different things. If you are mediocre in 50 different things, it'll get you so far. I do not consider myself a graphic artist at all. Nothing drives me wilder than sitting in front of a computer screen for more than five hours trying to get a graphic done. 
but if you want to work props, you know, a lot of times in these smaller productions, they can't afford for somebody like Josh, a, a, a veteran graphic designer who's incredible at his job. But if you know how to work Photoshop or, you know, Adobe uh, 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 Illustrator, it, you can get by. You can get by. A lot of times that's all you need uh, to get ahead in this industry is just do as much as you can eventually you'll find something that you absolutely love like puppetry is one that when you think art department like you know nobody goes like oh i want to be in movies because of puppetry well there's people you know working on you know uh Coraline or you know uh, uh dark, crystal. Yeah, dark crystal the dark crystal all that stuff who technically that's art department so they fall into if you want to get into art department you eventually fall into what is natural and what is most fulfilling for you. So I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm going to go to, I want to be an art department because I want to design the sets. I want to be a production designer. I want to be the boss. Sometimes you're not going to find your happiness being the boss. Sometimes right. you're going to have a grand old time making Captain America's shield, you know, being a prop yeah. fabricator. You know, you'll find what you like best in the art department just Go with the flow, try as much as you can, and eventually, you know, you'll find your, your place. There's a place for everybody in art department. Yeah. Right. Can, I, can I chime in real quick? Yeah. Sure. All right. So in our, in, our, in art department, there is something new every day. Oh, yeah. There is something, something new to learn. New. Yeah. There's something, no, but there, like, there's nothing, you, like everything is different every single day. You don't yeah. do the same thing over and over again. You don't do, you don't fill out the same forms. You don't, you know, do this and that or whatever else. I mean, you get to create something different every single day or yeah. every, multiple times a day. You know, it's just, it's, that's, that, that is my biggest thing about art department. Like it's I love the biggest part to it for sure. Every day is different, which is lovely. Yeah. 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 So, um, Let's uh let's wrap this up then. I want to uh, thank you all for being on the show, uh, Trotter and Chase. You guys were supposed to be a part of the my favorite horror movie uh, trilogy. <laughs> the, the, uh, the I tried to get you both. Yeah, I know. There's illiteracy issues and all. I know. North Carolina and Montana and Canada. Uh, you guys both grew up in. It, the, it, 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 the educational systems might not be, uh, uh, you know, might not work for you guys writing essays. I get it. I get it. But since uh, uh, I'm sure, uh, whatever, it, I don't care it's anymore. 90 so, for, it's 95% done. So, yeah, you know, it's it's coming. Yeah. So all it's, right, those, uh, it's those college papers from, uh, uh, you know. It's like oh, nightmare college paper. You see the it's word like essay and you're like, oh my God. Do I have <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, oh shit. Do I have to write an essay? Like, I, I always avo avoided writing essays. In college, I would drop out of the class if it said, you have to write eight essays over the next four months. I would immediately walk out of the class like while the, while the teacher is saying the syllabus to us and he handed it to us. I would walk out of the class. I would get on the fucking college phone and I would switch the, I would find another class to replace that exact time period. Yeah. And then I would drop that class. <laughs> Fuck, I did fucking, I hated it. But now I fucking just put out three books with 150 essays. So holy shit. <laughs> Where did I go with my life? So 
Uh, Chase, where does everyone find you and uh, they cyberstalk you? You, you know, to cyberstalk me, I'm not on the Book of Faces, but you can find me on Instagram at chaseride.ca or just check out the website, chaseride.ca. Excellent. And Trotter? Uh, com. Yeah, yeah, you got to go there. Yeah, d- d- don't yeah. message him. He, he he doesn't like people. <laughs> yeah, people. yeah and no, and, and, and all all three of us, all four of us, m- make sure, you, you know, like if you have a question about the industry, Contact us all, and we'll answer the question. Uh, Josh, where does everyone find you? You can find me at bondagegimps.com. <laughs> uh, no, Chase already has that website. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn. Okay, no, no. Yeah. You got to put a dash in there. And that's already Chase's Bondage website. dash gimps. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, I actually have my own website, joshmckevitt.com. Uh, uh, I'm a mick. Uh, yeah, and, and all three of these guys, you can see all of their Which I need their to update and, like crazy because it's yeah. been quite a while. I've got been a year or so. shows that need to be added on there and things, whatnot. But yeah. yeah. I went so, to today uh, to check it out. Well, all of your you websites. Did? Yeah. Hey, hey, Chris, share Josh's number with me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get beyond that. Um, Here it is, yeah. right now. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, uh, I have I have <laughs> nudes of Josh, so you'll, you'll get those too. Uh, but yeah, get, thank you guys all. Uh, oh, go ahead, Chase. No, no, no. Can I get Josh's nudes, please? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You gotta yeah, see me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's on the dark the web. July ones. <laughs> You're all, You're all assholes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, but thank you guys all, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next round. And and uh, yeah, yeah. Thank Thanks, you. Chris. All right. Appreciate it, very much, Jack. Thank you all for listening to my favorite horror movie. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and catch our videos on YouTube. All of those links and ways to pick up our books are at myfavoritehorrormovie.com. My Favorite Horror Movie is a Black Vortex Cinema production. Thank you all, and we'll see you soon, evil ones.